0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is up? Wednesday, January the 11th, 2023. What's going on? As you see, we are not in the studio. We are live on location. Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island. We're in here with the boys. What's going on, boys? Appreciate y'all being here, having a fantastic time. We are live noon to tune today. We got a lot to discuss, a lot to chat about. Of course, the big news late last night, Spencer Rattler, Tennessee and Clem Sucks' daddy is officially back. He is officially back, returning for the 2023 season. Juice is back. Rat is back. Gamecocks men's basketball gets a big dub. It is a great day to have a day, truly. I see Chase Floyd, Cameron Madison, Justin Bryant, Austin, Gene, Stephen Borrell Jr., Babes and Waves, Gad, Stephanie Lee, John Edward, Jeff Gulledge, Cody Gassens. my guy Tuck in here. What's up, Rip? Todd Smith, Brendan, we got the whole gang. We got the whole gang in here. Also, those who are in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel will be sure your questions are answered there. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. We are taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843 790 Let me make sure, yep, the phone lines are indeed open. And get them in now because at 1245, we've got Mark Ryan joining the show. Thank you, sir. We got the cat pack. We got the Clem Sucks Tennessee Your Daddy's Backpack. We're feeling good here on this Wednesday. Uh, again, we got Mark Ryan 12.45, we got J.C. Sherbert, 115. So, again, what that means is you've got a limited amount of time to get your questions, comments, and calls in So be sure. I want to hear you guys' reaction. How are you feeling? And, of course, what that means is now tomorrow we will drop the podcast with our way-too-early predictions for the 2023 football season. Very, very excited, obviously, as you can imagine. We've already been on with J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinex this morning inside the Gamecocks. Uh, 1130 went on there, talked about everything today is absolutely electric. We're in beautiful Hilton Island, South Carolina. Like I said, at Carolina cigars, you see the logo, you see us on location. It's been a while. I think it was early November last time we're here. It was actually the week of the Florida game. It was the week of the Florida game. We were in here. And uh, we all know what happened that weekend, but we also saw what happened the rest of the season. So anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Really excited. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. You can play college sports, pro sports. It's all prop plays, of course, and so many fans and listeners of our show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks. Use the promo code TSUS at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% deposit match out of $100. And, of course, Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Carolina Cigars. Head over to their Instagram. Yes, head over to their Instagram. Be sure to get your cigars. They'll ship anywhere nationwide super fast. I had people that ordered cigars, and I swear they had them a day later. I don't know how y'all got them out so quick, shipped them so fast. Everything's just better on Hilton Head. It's just, it's just, just, It just happened. I don't know. Anyways, uh, be sure to go check them out. What's the number again? It's 843-681. What, eight, what is it? Eight, six. Yeah, 8600, there you go. It's on the Instagram page, Carolina underscore cigars. That's Carolina underscore cigars on Instagram. So, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, let's hear it. What's your overall reaction? Again, we got the cat pack. We got the Spencer Rattlers backpack. We got the Tennessee sucks your daddy's returning pack. Whatever you want to label this pack. The Kentucky is actually a football school, but not really because we beat them in football two pack. Whatever you want to label this. Whatever. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you want to label this, the feels-good-to-be-good pack, The we're in the low-country pack. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. So, uh, anyways, like I said, Mark Ryan, 1245, J.C. Sherbert, 115. We got electric conversation today. Also, I'll say this. If you thought we did big things on the merchandise side of the business last year, that was nothing. The stuff we are working on right now, the Beamer Rattler 2023 merch, it is coming. We have other merchandise that is coming with Spencer Rattler. We got some other things in the works. I'm very excited. You see right here, I've got the uh, TSUS Jocelyn Collab shirt on right here. So really excited. Appreciate her. We're going to be working together more in the future. Uh, Yeah, feels good to be good, man. What a day. What a day. And what big news the Gamecocks got last night is Spencer Rattler will indeed return for the 2023 football season. I don't feel like I really have to express to you guys why that's such a big deal, but Inevitably now, the de- the decisions of Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, I mean, it obviously changes the entire outlook of the 2023 season. You know, I think without those guys, you were looking at realistically uh, maybe a fringe bowl team. And now all of a sudden, the Gamecocks overnight have become maybe, just maybe, just maybe, a dark horse to win the SEC East. I know Georgia just won the national championship. I get that. But you got to replace Stetson Bennett. They're going to lose a lot of talented players. You've now got Spencer, Rattler, and Juice back. You go to Athens week three. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe college game day. You got to take care of UNC in week one in Charlotte first, but that could be one of the better games of the college football season. So, I need somebody to call in so there's not just silence whenever I'm hitting the cigar. Um, Shullen asked, will Luke Doty ever start for Carolina? At the quarterback position? I doubt it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Luke Doty does. I think he's obviously got a decision to make and maybe he's just a guy that's just a game cock through and through, but uh, yeah, I won't blame him either way. I mean, listen, I'd love to have him back. We all, we'd all love to see him back. I don't think anybody's ever going to frown upon someone choosing to be a game cock and wear the garnet in black, but realistically, I think his prospects at the quarterback position, uh, it's not going to happen this year. I mean, it's not going to happen this year, no doubt. So, uh really excited though guys i mean you go ahead you start looking ahead and now we can look ahead right the the uh the podcast that will drop tomorrow like i mentioned earlier will be our way too early predictions and we do that every single year but it's like i told you guys i just refuse to drop those until we had official word uh of what those those two guys were doing in spencer rattler and juice wells so i think one of the most dynamic connections um in the SEC this upcoming season. I mean, I think Spencer Rattler, I understand he was very inconsistent in 2022. Let's acknowledge that. He was not great. But I think if Spencer, excuse me, I think if uh, if Dowell Loggins and Shane Beamer can stick to the offensive game plan that they, that they made it abundantly clear they wanted to have this upcoming season, I think we're in good shape. Let's jump to the phone lines here. To accept. What's up, T-Man? How are you? Good. Yeah, how about you, man? I'm doing fantastic. What's
2: going on? I see you're talking about the QB, you know, about Luke Doty maybe never playing. I agree with that statement. Uh, I don't know about you. It's kind of weird to see him on the kickoff return <laughs> for one play. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really kind of weird. Uh, what would you rate the quarterbacks, kind of one through four, you know? I mean, you got Sellers coming in, Davis, you know, Bailey. Got some talented guys.
1: Yeah, and every year in the preseason, I, I drop, like, a projected depth chart and all that. I mean, obviously, Spencer Rattler is QB1. I'd probably go Luke Doty QB2 just because of his experience right now. Um, I'd probably still have him at QB2. I think QB3, I mean, just based off what I know, I mean, it's it's hard to project Lenora Sellers right. because he's literally never been practiced at the collegiate level, much less played. Uh, I know they like Tanner Bailey, so I'd probably put him QB3. And then I'd probably be comfortable putting Sellers QB4. But, you know, obviously the plan is that you will not have to play anybody but Spencer Rattler unless it's in, you know, mop-up duty or clean-up duty. And I I will say this, compared to 2022, where we hardly saw any backups, I'd love to see some of the backups get some action, right? I mean, I'd love for us to be in a position where we're up by – three or four touchdowns. I mean, we'd all love to be at that point. We're up by three or four touchdowns and some of these young guys are able to get experience while also conserving the red shirt. But um, I mean, listen, man, the, the, the quarterback position is in very, very, it's in very good hands for years to come. Now I I don't think it's realistic to expect that all of those guys will stay. Um, you know, Dante Reno made it clear to, to Mike Yuva, at Gamecock Central last night that he will stick in the 2024 class. So you know, the quarterback room's crowded and it's not like every other position or most positions on the field where a bunch of guys rotate in and, and you need three, four guys because they're all going to play. Only one guy is going to play. Only one guy is going to play. So uh, I will be curious to see who hits the portal. If anyone does, I'm not insinuating anyone should, or but I think it's probably naive to think nobody will. So, um, and if they do, listen, you wish you wish them the absolute best and um, the, these guys come to college to play. They don't come to college to sit the bench or, bench or be depth guys. So but uh, I'd probably still put Luke Doty QB two right now because listen, if, if Spencer Rattler would have made the decision to depart, I think that Luke Doty would have been the front runner to be your starter. So where does Lenora Sellers factor in? We shall see. But I guess the beautiful thing about it is, is that Lenora Sellers doesn't have to be thrust into game action and, and, and rushed out there before he's ready, right? It's it's a it's a uh, it's certainly a blessing for the Gamecocks that they got a bunch of young talented guys that are going to be able to learn behind Spencer Rattler and learn from a veteran like Spencer Rattler. So, you got to be excited about the future of the quarterback room for sure.
2: I think Sellers gets a lot of playing time early. I think he'll be used as joiner. I mean, I'd love to see him used as like a joiner type um, early. I know <laughs> well, you say that. You know, I know we're in January. Talking. Yeah,
1: you say that, and, I, you know, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I just want to see him actually used at the quarterback spot. Yeah, thing. to throw
2: the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. For sure. Well, thanks for taking my call, man. It was quite quite the night last night for the Gamecock.
1: For sure. I appreciate it, T-Man. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Let me guys. uh – I'm going to turn this down and reconnect. I accidentally bumped a cord here. So, fantastic stuff. There we go. Perfect. I don't know if y'all – I don't know if y'all heard that or it was just on my end, but if you bump this cord here – Okay. There we go. Perfect. All madness breaks loose. We've got a lot of muffling in the background, stuff like that. We're good now. All right, cool. That was my fault. That wasn't even the hackers. That was just my fault. So anyways, uh, great stuff from T man. Yeah. I mean, again, we've got plenty of depth at the quarterback position. We're in a great spot, but I would expect one, if not two to probably transfer and you got Dante Reno coming in next year. So I think it's unrealistic. to think we're all going to stay, but, uh, yeah. And I apologize guys. It says Greg Bender says that he heard the, uh, the sound there on the on you guys end. I apologize if you heard a little static or what have you. Um, anyways, good stuff from T Man. Appreciate the question again. 1245. We got Mark Ryan, 115. We got JC Sherbert. As, of course, as you can see, we are not in the studio, we are on site. Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island. And of course, tonight is our event at Carolina Cigars, seven o'clock. And what a great event! We're just gonna be hanging out smoking cigars, just boys being boys. You know what I mean. Women can come too, though. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome to come smoke a stogie and talk Gamecocks. And, you know, I was talking about this earlier in the week. One of the things, I, you know, because we have different events. We have watch parties and we have some other stuff. It gets pretty crazy, pretty wild. But I will say, and I'm sure that the Count of Cigars guys would welcome if 100 people showed up. It might be kind of crazy. But I think one of the things I love about the events here is that it is a very intimate setting. It's It's a very – it's just a cool thing. It's different. You know what I mean? So – Um, appreciate those that came out in early November and and definitely would love to see them back out here and, uh, any of our other low country Gamecocks, you guys are around. Uh, it was a beautiful morning this morning in Hilton Head, was able to go on the beach and watch the sunrise and I mean, it's a beautiful day here. And of course, no TDC tomorrow because we're going to be, we're going to be playing some golf. So I can tell you, I went to the driving range last week and it was, it was pretty bad. So I'm, I'm hoping that side of me doesn't show up. So <laughs> I find out the less that I play, the better I do. I swear. I, it's like, I don't think about it when I'm not playing. And, um, uh, I had a guy tell me one time I was getting frustrated and he made a great point. He's like, why you get mad? You don't practice. And I was like, that's a good point. Why do I get mad? I don't practice. I shouldn't be good. Anything good that happens should probably be a surprise, but that's not normally how we're wired. So uh, anyways, looking forward to it. Going to be a great week here in the low country. And, uh, guys, again, appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm glad we can do this uh, remotely from a fantastic venue like Count of Cigars. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines here.
3: Will from Dirty Myrtle.
4: To accept, press 1. Here we go. To send a voice.
1: Speaking of the coast of South Carolina, Will from Dirty Myrtle. What's going on, man?
3: What's up, my guy? see you over there flexing on with the gold wristwatch.
1: The watch, the ring, we got the – I don't know if you see the kicks also with the, the bubblegum bottoms here. I, yeah, there's nothing yeah, – there's, there's just nothing like a nice pair of ones, dude. I, I love Jays of all kinds, but ones just hit different, man. Ones hit different. I just – I don't know.
3: Yeah, I love the ones too, but I got size 14, so they look like ski boats on me, but I like them too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, what a, what a great night, man. I mean, rats back. We beat Kentucky. I mean, you know, waking up this morning, it feels pretty good, you know? Like, it does
1: indeed, man. No, it does indeed. It's, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, obviously, it's, uh, you know, our, our good friend Brad Crawford, he made the point a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we're talking recruiting and transfer portal and, and, and keeping Spencer Rattler around was, was the, the biggest priority right, for the Gamecocks this uh, this offseason. So, yeah, to have him return, man, I mean, it just changes the complete outlook of your season and, and obviously juice as well accompanying him. And, uh, you know, it's for, – for all of our complaints over the last couple of weeks about the portal and NIL specifically, th- this is when it it works out well. This is when it works out in your favor. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, this is when it works out well. So, uh, excited for it. And, and obviously, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start talking – way too early predictions tomorrow and maybe even today and throughout the rest of the week and uh, hey man football is 24 7 365 it, it don't matter uh, it don't matter what's going on man SEC football Gamecock football it never stops and I mean certainly when you get news like we got last night it's it's incredible so just happy for gamecock nation excited for us all you know I thought it was uh, it was impeccable timing by the University of South Carolina that uh, Spencer Rattler announces his return. I don't even think five minutes later they say, get your tickets now for the 2020. Th-. I'm like, that's, that's beautiful. That's something I would do. So, hey, from one businessman to another, very, very smart. Very wise. And, I mean, dude, I mean, realistically, though, think about it. This will probably be this upcoming year. You know, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but they'll probably set a record for season tickets. I would not be surprised. Would not – getting a ticket, it'll be, it'll be a tough ticket this year to go to a South Carolina
3: football game. And you and you know in, in five minutes within that uh, announcement you were already drawing up your twenty three merch for Rattler Beamer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> getting that ready quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't want to run it back with
1: like the exact same design, obviously, because I just felt right. like that'd be that'd be lazy, and we need something fresh, we need something new. But uh, yeah, we've been uh, you know, we've been in contact with Spencer Rattler's team, and we're working directly with them, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I just you know, I, I it's I mean, hey, listen, it's 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 great for the business, but also it's, it's great for Rattler. You know, people have opinions on how I feel about NIL. I, I like it. I, I love working directly with the players and having an opportunity to put money in their pocket and in turn, really just show appreciation. Thank you for being a Gamecock. Right. But also for the fans, man, that's what it's about. It's about the people. And uh, you know, and that's what I told his team was that, listen, the value add that that brought to this fan base and so many people, that we're rocking the the Beamer Rattler merchandise. I mean, it's just a no brainer. You know what I mean? It's a no brainer. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. I know that, uh, you know, the, the, (laughs) I don't want to make light of it, but the the thousands that I'll be putting in his pocket probably pales in comparison to, uh, you know, I'm not the Mercedes Benz dealership or anything, but you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we can. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. I'm I'm just, I'm excited for us all. And you know, Hey, let's, you know, last year I was trying to keep expectations realistic and set realistic expectations and talk everybody off of ten and two and you know what, man, just go wild with it. Who cares? We're going fifteen and oh. Just go crazy. Why not?
3: Natty, <laughs> natty. That's it. But uh yeah, man, I mean, we finished the year ranked, which is no small accomplishment for us to not just, you know, have a good little run, but to really finish in the top twenty five and mm. and I think we'll be probably in the top twenty five preseason next year. So you're talking you know, about, you're talking about you talking about this fall? You talking about this fall? Right. Oh God. Right. I'm saying oh. we just we just, oh, yeah. we just finished top you know we yeah. finished 23rd and then and then going ahead we're going to probably come in the preseason rank for the first mm-hmm. time in probably four years. So, yeah. I oh, mean, dude, yeah, the, the Gamecocks are a preseason to top
1: 25 team, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, we are. Yeah.
3: And, uh, that's and why I don't I, think they would have been without Rattler, though. Honestly, no, I don't no. think if he wouldn't have returned. No. We probably wouldn't have been.
1: No, I don't think but, we would have
3: either. I don't think we would have either. I, I,
1: yeah. yes, I mean, I, that's why I say, man, I mean, if you can, you know, I, and I posted a clip about it this morning, but I think UNC is, is most definitely the, the tone setter, right? If you, if you're going to achieve anything we're talking mm-hmm. about, I think you need to beat them, and that should be a great game. And I think a lot of offense in that one, but, uh, I tell you, and you know they've been a QB been, matchup, yeah, a great QB, QB matchup, matchup with Rattler and Mays and, and UNC's been in some mm-hmm. preseason top twenty fives. Obviously, a team that went to the ACC championship. But you know, if you can beat them, I mean, you might be looking at Carolina. You beat them, you're going to beat Furman week two. You might be looking at a top fifteen South Carolina going on the road to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. So I mean, it's that maybe a college I mean, I, game. Day. I get I get chills just saying that, man. Yeah, maybe a college game day. I don't know why they wouldn't go there and. Uh, you know, you you might you just might have the advantage at quarterback depending on what their situation looks like. So, you know, I'm trying to talk myself off of the 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 ledge, if you will, of uh setting crazy expectations. But you know, I think when you look at I what mean, you I mean, we've did got a last... lot of holes to fill though. We do, yeah, know, yeah, we do. I mean but, there's,
3: there's some holes to fill for sure. Yeah, but, we, but it's definitely the biggest piece Yeah, back, so. yeah
1: we do, but yeah, like you said, sure. when you when you have that guy in your center, because if you don't have that guy, you could have the rest of the thing figured out, but it's, it's,
3: yeah, you
2: know, forget yeah. it.
1: But, and I'm sure
2: Beamer,
3: Beamer's on it in the portal. I'm sure he's going to figure some stuff out and plug up some holes for us. There's yeah. plenty of time. But, yeah, it's just, it's just, just a great time right now, man. It's just, it's just going to be a good season. a lot of good banter, a lot of stuff to get hyped about. And,
1: yes, for, you know, yeah, from be, the, Hey, from, time, the, from the content side, Spencer Rattler just did me a huge favor. So, I <laughs> just,
3: yeah, I'll say that because last yeah, preseason sure. was
1: fun. This one's about to be electric. Electric. So can't wait. Yeah,
3: man. And congrats to you, bro. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I've been following you for close to three years now, and and it's just – it's been an ascent, man. I mean, and and last year it really kind of took off for you. So hopefully even better this year, man. And
1: yeah, I mean, I, you I see I, your mark
3: everywhere. Yeah, you know? I'll, I'll I mean, put it this
1: way I've lived through and I built my business really on the back of the Will Muschamp era. And now I'm thriving and having success in the Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler era. I prefer the Shane Beamer-Spencer-Rattler era. Put it
3: that way. For us (laughs) For sure, for sure. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, I remember going to the games uh, just in 2021 and then being, like, the only person with Beamer ball merch on. And then going last year, and you see it everywhere, man, you know, so – it's cool man but anyway I'll hop off of here but I'll, I'll keep listening
1: I, I appreciate you man thank you so much for the call and, yeah. and will it's always yeah. a pleasure to hear from you man and I appreciate will obviously also rocking with the the merch and the business as a whole man and I just I, I cannot say thank you enough um, <laughs> somebody commented the guys in here will get a laugh somebody commented and said I sounded smarter with a cigar in my hand in the cigar lounge so maybe like maybe there's something to that <laughs> I need to just do every show with a Stogie and, and be in the. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, guys, 8437903377. Again, great day to have a day. How about basketball? I know we're all excited for football, but how about the basketball team? My goodness, 19 and a half point underdogs. Um, and you can say whatever you want. Listen, Kentucky's a, a mess. Uh, Calipari might be on the way out. Um, but for South Carolina, to more importantly rebound from that abysmal performance on Saturday. I mean, I thought the stat, that was crazy. You scored, what was it, 42 total points against Tennessee. You had 42 points at halftime against Kentucky. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines here.
2: Robbie Davis, Zachary Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my dude? How are you? I'm doing good. How's that stogie? This
1: stogies this stogies incredible. It's a uh blue green grand habano. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've smoked this one once before. I can tell you this. I ain't never had a bad stick from of Cigars. They don't believe in that. They don't they don't believe in in smoking duds. I can tell you that right now. They
5: believe in smoking well, good, good
1: cigars. I can assure you. <laughs> I can assure you. Cuz I I'll tell you this and I'm not going to say any names, but and, and I probably don't even remember the name. But I, I've been to some some cigar lounges or places where you get cigars and they I've I've got yeah. I've gotten some bad stick I've I I got a house cigar one time for like three dollars that I just I was like I'm smoking dirt. There's like literally dirt. So not the case. Not mm-hmm. the case here, my friend. Cardboard. cardboard. <laughs> a cardboard cigar.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh Man, what a game last night. Holy crap. I did not see that coming. Of course, I picked Kentucky to whip our ass.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all did. I mean, I, I, you know, what's (laughs) funny, like nobody even gave me crap because it's like who would have – hey, I will say this, though. I will say this. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I will. I picked us to lose by 15, but I picked a Gamecocks cover. So, if you would have just taken my play and bet plus 19 and a half, you would have won. I would like to mention that. Mm. Very okay. few. I had people commenting like we're not even going to we're not even going to stay within 40. So I just want to give myself mm.
2: that credit. It was a great day. The men's basketball team won. Rattlers coming back. Juice is coming back. It's been a great cup. It's it's been a great couple of hours, man. Yeah, last 24,
1: I'd say last 72 hours with, with, with Juice's announcement. I mean, just incredible, man, incredible. And, you know, I'll be honest. Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll, I'll go on record and say I was wrong. You know, I think early last week when when Juice posted that picture of the NFL, uh, the, the stage or whatever, and, and he put it on his Instagram story, I, I thought they were gone. I really did. I, I mean, I was unsure throughout the entire process. I thought there were a lot of reasons that pointed to, especially why Rattler would return when you factor in NIL and stuff like that. But – um, you know, yeah. it, as it as it as it drug out, you know, I thought that maybe those guys had made the decision to to go, and uh, you know, I'm I'm very very happy to be wrong and that they are returning. And uh, I mean, obviously, we all got what we were hoping for. So, um, yeah how could you oh, yeah. not, how could you not be excited, man?
2: This will be the second year that we've had that I know of. Where we already know who the starting QB is. No worries.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's one less thing to worry about, right? I mean, this team obviously still has still has holes and still has issues, right? I mean it's it's a line of scrimmage yeah. league and somebody's gotta protect Spencer Rattler, somebody's gotta give him time to throw. Yeah. You know, and we've got a we've got a really um, difficult start to the season, I would say. You know. We, we've had easier starts for sure, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm super, super excited, and I think the sky's the limit, man. I mean, I, you know, I think it's interesting, and Mark Ryan will, will join us here shortly, and he's a big believer and preaches on, you know, year three is the year that you really find out. And, yeah. Well, all of a sudden now year three is set up to be a launching point for South Carolina. You know, it's interesting. We talked preseason of last year that could South Carolina yeah. be this year's Arkansas, and we that's inevitably what we turned out to be, by the way. Was uh, the Arkansas that they or we we turned out to be a very similar team the way we overachieve and how many games we won and stuff like that? Could South Carolina in 2023 be the Tennessee of 2022, be an 11 win team, win the Orange Bowl, you know, quarterback returns and and has an even better year, and it's just one of those magical seasons. I'm I'm just you know, listen, I'm not I'm not making any. I'll have way too early predictions tomorrow, which are subject to change for me. I'll lock in my official predictions in July, but uh, yeah, I mean, I won't blame anybody for for dreaming of what of what this season could be when you've got a guy like Rattler under center and
2: uh, for sure all the
1: optimism and positivity and uh, yeah,
2: so I, I'm I'm excited. I think our schedule for this coming year is a good one, a very good one. Yes.
1: Very fun schedule. I mean, you 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 know again early on, uh, you have got that week three. I mean, really week one coming out the gate. You've got uh, the game against UNC, neutral site game in Charlotte. You got yeah. Georgia in Athens. You've got uh, Mississippi State at home's an intriguing game. You've got Tennessee in Neyland first half of the season. That'll be a really interesting game. You know they'll have revenge on their mind. Uh, so yeah, you that that first yeah. half of the schedule. and Then you close it out with I think. What three or four straight home games? You've got Vandy at home, Kentucky at home, Clemson sucks at home. Um, you got Florida at home. Hopefully to yeah. get revenge on them. So yeah, again, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, man. You've only got four true road games this year because one of your road games is in Charlotte. You've got uh, yeah, Mizzou and A and M on the road, Georgia on the road, and uh, Tennessee on the road. So
2: yeah. we got Tennessee on the road. And I definitely think they'll have revenge on their minds. There's a lot of teams. There's just – I think our schedule works out great for us. But the real question is, are we going to be able to capitalize off of it? That is the question, Robbie. That is the question. With the talent that we've lost, I'm really hoping that the 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 players that are going to play, that are now I guess either sophomores or juniors or whatever, they take full advantage of it and don't take it for granted.
1: I I would hope they don't take for granted playing college football. Yeah, I agree with you. But, um, yeah, I I mean, you you got to get the offensive line. I got my Final
2: Four. I got my. I got my. I got my playoff final All right, let's hear your ready. playoff, right? because it.
1: yesterday you had Arkansas in your playoff. You had me a little confused. Is Arkansas still
2: in your playoffs? All playoff? right. Now, no, 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 no. I fixed it. I fixed it, okay? Now, this would be my final four. Right. And to give the, the people, people in this room,
1: room that are with me reference to why you're bringing this up, Robbie Davis said yesterday that TCU should not have been in the playoff. They should have their own playoff, which we're all still trying to figure out what he meant by that. So, anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Fire away. Who's your final four? Who's
2: in your play? Okay. Obviously, number one would be Georgia. Okay, number one would be Georgia. Two would have been Tennessee. Three would have been Alabama. And four would have been Ohio State.
1: Okay, so Robbie would have had Georgia one, Tennessee two. Alabama three and Ohio State four. All right, to hell with Michigan. To hell with TCU. I love that. I will say though that would be fun to watch. I mean, dude, I'm not a Josh Heupel guy, but maybe we should just go what Josh Heupel said. He said it should it should just be the top four SEC teams. That should be the playoff every year. <laughs> and we got we got. I know my 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 Peterson boys are Big Ten country. They're like, what are you talking about? But sorry, sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> suck to suck boys. S E C Why not? Why not? That's it. I
2: mean I thought wow. I mean I, I, I and and from now on, whenever you ask me a question like that, give me a day. I give you a day. Okay. Give me a day. Robbie Davis
1: says he needs twenty four hours to uh twenty-four hours to, to answer a difficult question of that nature. That's fine. That's fine. I got you, Robbie. I'm a. Uh, I don't mean to rush you off, but we got uh, limited time no, and a lot, of, get, a lot and of people calling call in. in.
2: Before
1: the thing. Yeah, no, you're good, no Robbie. Worries. You're the man. I'm you a got good one, man. You got anything you want to say? Any, any? To heck with Clem sucks, Kentucky. Anything? A lot of, lot of, lot of. You uh, know what?
2: Screw the heck. To hell with them. To hell with them. Purple pants wearing bastards.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate that. You're the man. We'll talk soon, my guy.
2: All right, buddy. Have a good one.
1: Yeah, man. Be good. Take care. My goodness. Robbie Davis. The gift that keeps on giving. How about this? Uh, Transfer Portal News, which, by the way, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, I know normally I'm able to scroll around. I'm sitting back. So, post everything in TDC questions so I can see it. But I did see the notification on my phone. Corey Rucker is heading back to Arkansas State. How about that? And I think – does he have to sit out a year if he goes to Arkansas State? I don't think he does. I think that's probably why he's going there, and because he also started there. So interesting the 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 curious case of Corey Rucker and the way that that all worked out. I guess or, or what have you. So you wish him the best and, and hope he does well. And it's a shame. It's a shame because I think a lot of us had very high, very high expectations for Mister Rucker, but. You know, all good. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Appreciate y'all tuning in again. Of course, we're on location. Carolina cigars down in Hilton Head, down in the Low Country. Love it down here. Um, absolutely love it, man. Absolutely. Love it. I, I was having a debate with someone about beach or mountains, and and I love the mountains. I, I do. I love the mountains, but I love the beach. I really do. I love the beach. Of course, Hilton Head, a spot that uh, that I grew up coming down here with with my family a couple times a year, really. I will say, too, I enjoy coming down here in the off-season when it's just quiet, calm, you know, not a lot of hustle and bustle. And um, Hilton Head doesn't get as much of that as some others, but it's nice. It's nice coming down here when it's not quite as crazy. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Hunter Kelly says, sharks are at the beach. I don't like the beach. Well, Hunter, you don't have to get in the water, like, or even go that deep in the water. So, <laughs> that's why they have lifeguards, I assume. Did see some dolphins this morning. That was pretty cool. Went out and saw some dolphins. So, just having a great time. Having a great time. Um, Let's see. Brendan says, doesn't matter that he's transferring back. As long as it's a second transfer for graduation, he needs a waiver. What do you think his waiver will be? I'm, 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 maybe he can get one. I mean, I hope he gets it. I, You know, I have no reason to to wish him not playing, but yeah, Bruin Nation makes a good point. Bears are in the mountains. Yeah, I actually saw, we saw a black bear. I went to the Biltmore over the weekend. We saw a, uh, we saw a bear. It was pretty cool. Um. Anyways, guys, appreciate y'all. What a day. What a day. Truly electric. I mean, some things are just meant to be, and I think it's meant to be that we're here at Carolina Cigars doing the show. We got the event tonight at seven and all the events that have taken place this week with, with Juice Wells. Announcing his return, what was that, Monday, I think. And then Spencer Rattler, of course, with the big news late last night. The basketball team gets a big upset win. It feels good to be good. I mean, truly it does. Um, sun was shining a little brighter this morning, it felt like. And, you know, just really excited to be chatting, conversating with you all. So, And looking forward, by the way, to hearing what uh, J.C. Sherbert and Mark Ryan have to say. First time. This will be the first appearance, by the way, of Mark Ryan coming on our show weekly, every single Wednesday. Mark Ryan will join join us, and I know that made some that made some waves via social media. But uh, I'm excited. Mark Mark brings a very unique perspective, and he's a guy that um, you know ha- has uh, has built his career from the ground up. If you listen to him long enough, you'll figure that out. And you know, I I, I appreciate the banter. Right? I I don't bring people on this show that I I just agree with all the time and they're yes people. And they're just going to, you know, they're just going to have the garnet glasses, if you will, and tell me what I want to hear. You know, I seek out conversations where uh, maybe we're able to disagree and give each other different vantage points and different perspectives. And Mark Ryan certainly does that. He provides a a great, a a unique perspective. Contrary to popular opinion, Mark Ryan is not a Clemson fan. He is a Florida Gator grad. So if you want to give him crap for that, although we can't really because they, they kicked our ass, but um, excited for, I think Mark brings a little bit more of a national perspective, uh, which is again, why I love bringing guys like Jake Crane or Anthony Treish of pro football focus or some of these other guys. Obviously I value the, the commentary and conversations we have with like JC Sherbert and Stephen Garcia and McGrath and others, but uh, re- really, really excited. And, and I love and enjoy some differing opinions and, and conversation and guys. That's why I always say the beauty's in the banter, right? The beauty's in the banter and. Why move the needle when you can be the needle? That's one of my one of my favorites as well. So, looking forward to chatting with him 1245. In the meantime, guys, we've got a couple more minutes. We'll take uh, your questions, your comments, your calls. We'll jump into a break in three minutes. So, if nobody calls in, uh, you guys will have to get your calls. And we'll probably have him on, I think it's going to be 20 minutes. So, we'll get him off at 105. And then we'll probably just jump right back into another break. And then 115, we'll have JC on. We'll get him off about 145. And, We'll have 15 minutes at the end of the show to take questions, comments, calls—more of what you guys have on your mind. The reaction to Spencer Rattler announcing his return, big time—it's huge. Um, It's huge. You know, we've talked over and over and over, and I've, I've, uh, you know, I've I've said that if you got a quarterback, you got a chance, and the Gamecocks have got a chance to do some big, big things this fall with Rattler under center. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Cobra.
2: To accept.
1: What's going on, man? How are you?
2: What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's up?
2: What's up? What's up, man? I'm just uh, excited
3: about Spencer Rattler being back on
2: Twitter. You know, Nicholas Harbor, he tweeted about that, too. Uh, just question, if we did get him, how big impact? Yeah, I,
1: I saw Nick Nick Harbor's response with the eyeball emoji. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's massive. Yeah. You look at – just his overall ranking and rating and that's a guy everybody wants and you know it would really it would really speak to uh, what Shane beamer is building and has built to this point and the excitement around the program and a guy you know I talk a lot about these guys like Nick Harbor they don't they don't just want to go somewhere and win six games they don't want to go win seven games like they want to compete for championships you'll you'll find these guys every now and then that you know they they pick a school strictly because the coach culture fit and winning is secondary and I, and I'm not you know why certain players pick certain schools, you know, we'll never really know. But uh, certainly, man, I-, I think the positive trajectory and positive momentum is a very, very big deal when it comes to landing a player like a Nicholas Harbors. I mean, dude, it'd, it'd be it'd be massive. I mean, it would be massive if you could get him. And
2: uh,
1: I think the Gamecocks have got a great shot by all accounts. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I do, too. I've seen uh, Spencer's juice. It'll be That'll be a good combination again next year. And I see his husband I, plus like 3,000, I think, next year, too. So, hopefully, if he can play like he did the rest of this season against Tennessee and Clemson the rest of the year, you know, he could have another great year, raise his draft, you know, and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so as well.
1: My friend, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. We're going to jump into a quick break. But uh, I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Thank you, man.
1: Bye. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. All right, we're going to go ahead, jump into a break. We're going to get Mark Ryan on the show, on the other side. Guys, appreciate you all. An electric day. Here on TDC, Mark Ryan is on the other side. Y'all stay tuned. You're tuned in
2: to The Daily Crow. All right,
1: guys, we're back. Appreciate you all tuning in again. We are live On location, Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And now joining the show, we've closed up the phone lines because every single Wednesday, starting today, a good friend of mine will join the show to give us his thoughts on the Gamecocks, the SEC, college football as a whole, and college sports, right? That's one of the reasons I'm excited to have him on because he's not a one-trick pony. He talks all sports nationally for the fan upstate. You all know who I'm talking about. Mark Ryan joins us. My friend, what's going on, Mark? How are you? Again, first, let me say uh, thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you for having me on your airwaves on a weekly basis every single Monday at 4.40 or so, and I'm looking forward to our conversations on a weekly basis, my friend. What's going on? How are you?
5: Man, where do I get me some, uh, some pants like that, brother? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. You are doing life the right way. Uh, Happy New Year uh, to you, cocky and uh, all the game cocks out there man it is going to be a great year and can i just open chris by saying mm. uh given the quarterback situations at uh south carolina and at florida may i please boop, 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 and back up some of that trash talk that i did after the uh after the florida south carolina game this year oh boy uh i'm gonna be trying to make myself scarce man you're gonna be saying mark is on the milk carton when we get close <laughs> to that game coming around this year
1: Indeed. Mark, let's start there, right? Obviously, we're going to talk the Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells news and the 2023 outlook, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, for those that do not realize, of course, you are you're not a Clemson fan. Let's go ahead and get that out there. You're not a fan of the Tigers. You, you just talk about them for your show. But you're a Gator man by trade. Uh, what, what's the overall feeling in Gainesville right now about Billy Napier and the Gators program? And obviously, I mean, you, you take care of business against the Gamecocks. But when you look at how the season played out year one, I mean, I, I don't think Florida had an abysmal year. But as you've talked about before, the expectations are different in Florida, right? He, he's not going to get six, seven years to figure it out or anything. Like, they need to start winning and start winning now. And, you know, I, I I don't like the Georgia Bulldogs, right? I hate Georgia. It hits different for a Gator fan when you see Georgia win back-to-back national championships. But what what's the overall mood and the vibe and – you know, you pick up a quarterback that I'll be honest with you, I've already forgotten his name. And I think many were surprised that they didn't get, uh, you know, the, uh, the O'Leary kid or, or some bigger name, if you will. So just overall mood and feeling and thoughts on Billy Napier and, and uh, his program going
5: into year two of his tenure. Yeah. Graham Mertz is the quarterback from Wisconsin that was Mertz, out in the transfer okay. portal. It sounds like a cracker. Have you had your <laughs> Mertz today? Um, it sounds like a cracker. And I'll tell you what, man, it. um, the the feeling in Gainesville right now is totally unknown on Billy Napier. It's totally unknown, Chris. In in, in reality, um, the program was left in a little bit of a of shambles when he was over. I'm not sure how much you know about this Jaden Rashada situation, Chris, but it's a disaster. I mean, think about this for a minute, Chris. And I know like you're more politically correct publicly about this than I am. It disgusts me as a college football historian. Florida has. A four-star commitment, Jaden Rashada, who was supposed to be signing with the school, and he has not signed with the school. Why? Because there is a holdup regarding NIL with him. There is a holdup. So he was supposed to be already on campus, signed with the school. We have now entered a phase in college football, Chris, where not only do we have free agency, but we also now have holdouts. Oh, am I going to sign with you? Am I not? Letter of intent is in, why am I not on campus? Well, it's all because NIL stuff, NIL promises have not yet been delivered, and if the number doesn't match what the talent or his family feels like he is worth, then the services are withheld. Welcome to the era of free agency, contracts, and holdouts in college football, man, and if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go throw up off screen.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, right? The last couple of weeks, we we've dealt with some some transfer portal NIL stuff, and it's uh, it giveth and it taketh. And when it works out well for your school, your team, what have you, you know, with like the Spencer Rattler thing, for example, you're like, oh, how great is NIL? How awesome is the portal? But uh, there's a big negative side to it as well. And uh, I think Miami's also dealing with it, and some others with with players holding out and delaying their signing and it's a known fact it's because of the NIL stuff going on behind closed doors. So it's, I mean, it's the wild, wild West, man. It, it really is. I mean, it's, and it's a, it is a level of, of free agency in college football that when NIL was first introduced, I'm not sure we saw it coming, nor were we obviously were not prepared for it. Right. I mean, we just, we were not prepared to handle it.
5: No, absolutely not. And uh, the, the regulations and guidelines and some sort of uh, leadership, could not happen soon enough. Last thing on this, Chris, I spoke to um, Forbes sports business reporter Christy Dash, and I said, where are we in terms of having regulations and guidelines on this? And she said, Mark, the NCAA is paralyzed with fear of doing anything about it because the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit cost them $48 million in in attorney fees. Mm -hmm. So they have the rules and regulations in place, and I'm not sure how many of your audience members know this, but the judge that ruled in favor of Ed O'Bannon on the lawsuit against EA Sports, it's in the game. Um, the, the judge that ruled for Ed O'Bannon said that she prohibits players from endorsing things. She prohibited that. So if that was the lawsuit that led us to where we are now, why are we where, where we are now? And the reason is that the NCAA got so, so scared, bleepless that when that ruling came down, they refused to enforce anything. I had a chance to speak to uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey a couple of months ago, and I said, you know, like, what's up with all this tampering going on? You know, the jordan Burch situation, that's obviously tampering, right? Somebody, somebody offered him a bag, and months later, weeks later, he leaves. And what, what I was told by Greg Sankey is, we need the NCAA to do their job. It is illegal to tamper you heard about all the stuff with Drake May, right? Multiple schools offered him $5 million a year, stayed at UNC over that money. How many schools, would, how many players would do that? It's disgusting, man. And we need, a, we need an organization, we need an, a governing body in college football that has a spine working in conjunction with the courts to establish regulations that will be accepted and that can't be sued. It kind of makes you wonder, Chris, why the heck the NFL hasn't been sued over the fact that players can't declare until after their third year. Think about that for a minute. Adrian Peterson way back in the day wanted to challenge that ended up not challenging that. don't you think uh, a court would rule that it's against antitrust uh, rules that a kid can't go to the NFL right out of high school or after his freshman year? What is the science that says you can't do that? If there isn't science, So we are really, we are really down a slippery slope here, man. And it is, I feel forced, man. I feel forced as college football historians, because you know what, what it results in for you, uh, a Gamecock fan and your Gamecock fans, for me, a Florida fan, it results in the impossibility, Chris, of building a program. And it results in the Kentucky Wildcats of college basketball, a one and done situation for everybody. How do you build a program with this, man? You're thinking to yourself, oh, man, we've got, you know, Jordan Birch coming back, Rattler coming back, right? Uh, we've got Bell coming back. Then you blink and they're all gone. In a moment's notice, how do you build with that going on as the background? A year ago, Ryan Day said it would take $15 million to just re-recruit his roster, $15 million at the end of a year. So, again, for most schools, how do you – How do you build a team? And if you're a group of five player that had a good year, Chris, you're a moron not for entering the transfer portal right now because the power five has become the big leagues and the group of five has been the minor league. What double A player doesn't want to go to the big leagues, right? You get paid more money in the big leagues, right? So that's where it is. We need regulations yesterday for this man because it's making the jobs of Shane Beamer and uh, Billy Napier and many others, an impossibility. I
1: mean, look at Juice Wells, right? Going from James Madison to South Carolina. I mean, like you mentioned, he would have been, it had been kind of crazy not to take that payday. Let's, let's move to- By the way,
5: most underrated player in college football. Most under, guy is an absolute stud, a freaking star. I saw the uh, draft grades coming from, back from him, fourth or fifth round. Bro, that would be the best fourth or fifth round pick in NFL draft history. You know, I mean, I mean, you you can't find a spot. You're telling me there's 32 better players in the second round than Juice Wells. Can we ask Clemson about that? Clemson fans, uh, how they feel about Juice Wells as a fourth or fifth round pick? Give me a break, man. That guy's an absolute stud.
1: Mark, let's move to where NIL worked out well. It's kind of like Colin Cowherd, where Colin was right, where NIL worked. And that is the Spencer Rattler situation. Your just overall thoughts, and, and not necessarily from the NIL side or the portal side, but just specifically the on-field side, the Gamecocks. They get their quarterback back, which you could argue we, we talk recruiting and everything. That was the biggest pickup of the offseason for South Carolina was getting him to return. Juice Wells also returns. You're just immediate reaction to the fact that Spencer Rattler will once again be wearing garnet and black this fall.
5: That is such a massive... Get. And I hate even using the term get. He, he already was, was a Gamecock. Um, I'm curious from your Gamecock listeners and fans, how they feel about how long this took Chris um, to me, if you go back through uh, our archives, we, we, you know, I know that Spencer Rattler declared yesterday, we declared on December 15th that he was returning mm-hmm. and we just read the tea leaves, Chris, we read the tea leaves. We, we saw the draft projections. We talked to the NFL people. We looked at the other options around there in college football. And you looked at the deals he was signing in the Columbia area in terms of NIL. And you're saying to yourself, 100%, he's back. I don't know what is taking him so long. But I'll give you the scoop here that is the most obvious reason why he's back. He's a projected fourth or fifth-round pick. The last 10 years, Chris, there have been 26 quarterbacks – selected in the fourth or fifth round in the NFL draft. Okay. I'm going to give you the names right now. Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, Ian Book, Jacob Eason, um, James Morgan, Jake from State Fromm, Ryan Finley, Jarrett Stidham, Easton Stock, Kyle Loretta, Mike White, Josh Dobbs, Dak Prescott, Cardale Jones, Kevin Hogan, Bryce Petty, Brett Hundley, Logan Thomas, Tom Savage, Aaron Murray, AJ McCarron, matt barkley ryan Nassib, tyler wilson and landry jones i'm sorry what if you are spencer rattler do you want to be part of that group of names or do you want to be the part of the group of names a year ago entering the 2021 season he was the projected number nine overall pick in the draft okay chris number nine overall pick in the draft now he's fourth or fifth round pick of that list of 26 names You have one star, one, Dak Prescott. You have one guy who looks like he may have a future, Mike White, may, of the New York Jets. And you have 24 guys who are either hanging on by a string or already kicked to the curb. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I'm looking at this data and I'm saying to myself, why is Spencer Rattler holding this fan base hostage all this time? This is patently obvious. Only a moron. Would declare for the NFL draft, not to, and I haven't even mentioned NIL in finances at this point, and the money that he'll be making by staying in Columbia, which is a short-term game. It was just so obvious to me from the get-go that his right that the right move was was staying at South Carolina, and that is why our show declared that he would be returning to South Carolina on December fifteenth. I still don't know why it took Spencer Rattler a month from that day.
1: Mark, let's move into what this means for the 2023 season, because of what I think is so interesting. And you're someone that you believe adamantly that year three, right? That's the year where you find out what you got. You really find out what uh, trajectory your program's on. I think you talked about it a little bit with Florida State and the job Mike Norvell's doing and the way that he's elevated that program. So, all of a sudden now, right, any of the conversation we may have had where, and I'm someone, you know this from from previous experience, I, I try to keep expectations as realistic as possible. But you and I always speak on what's a successful season. You know, what do you need to do? And the Gamecocks hit that in year two. Well, now you come to year three. This is, in your mind, right, the year that Shane Beamer, the South Carolina football program, this is where you really show what you're all about. You show what trajectory the program's on. How does this – Change, or maybe I even should say, solidify your thoughts on year three. This kind of feels like this needs to be the launching point this fall uh, for Shane Beamer. Do you, do you put a win total on it already? I mean, of course, we're in the season of way too early predictions, way too early outlooks, way too early top 25s, all that good stuff. Your overall view now of South Carolina's 2023 season, because I think while you do want to keep, you know, realistic expectations, I think to pick the game go 15 and 0, right, wouldn't be realistic, but um the opportunity now in year three of Beamer to maybe be a dark horse in the sec East. I mean, is that too bold? Is that too aggressive? How do you view year three now of Shane Beamer's program?
5: Yeah, 100% Chris. I'm glad you asked this in my studies of new coaches, uh, coming into college football, you almost always get the answer in year three. Now in this era, what is an exception to that? An exception to that is Steve Spurrier who really popped at South Carolina in year six, do you get six years now in today's day and age in college football to do that? Um, Shane Beamer might. Has he built enough goodwill? If I told you today, Chris, that Shane Beamer would go 11 and 2, but it would take him to year six to do it, would you be willing to wait for that? Let me ask you, let me tell you this question. I said to my, um, I'm on a group text with a bunch of my buds from the University of Florida. And I said to them, I said, if Billy Napier got one game better a year, so last year, six and six, 2023 seven and five, um, would that be good enough for you? And every single one of my friends said fired in year three. Um, If he went six and six, seven and five and was on pace to go eight and four in year three, they said he'd be fired in year three. Now, history is different at Florida and South Carolina. Expectations are different. Florida and South Carolina do you believe and I'll get back to this in a minute but I'd love a quick answer from you if I told you Shane Beamer is 11 and 2 in year 6 do you give him until year 6 to get there Florida fans would not
1: I think is rare and you're right it's different it's different expectation I mean you're talking about a team South Carolina a program that's never won a national champion never won an SEC title so if you were able to somehow, if, if, if you, you, know, you had a genie and, and you knew for a fact that would happen, I think most would probably wait for the 11-win season because they've been so rare. And I think as long as Shane Beamer was able to keep the program afloat in the meantime, and I'm talking six wins or more every year, and some might call that settling for mediocrity, but I, I just think you have to recognize how rare – and 11 win seasons. i mean only one guy's done it and it was but the other Spartan. thing is oh, yeah. the other
5: thing you know we are used to seeing in college football like a linear progression of star coaches mm-hmm. and i think with nil and the transfer portal that you're going to see ups and downs even amongst the good coaches because good coaches are going to get hit with a year where they both lose a lot of players to the transfer portal and a lot of guys to the NFL and then fan bases are going to be like, "Well, we were 10 and 2 last year. Why are we 7 and 5 this year?" Yeah. And the coach did the best he could. Yeah. You know, the coach did the best he could. He was given something that was very clearly not chicken salad and asked to make chicken salad out of it, and uh, and he struggled to do so. So now, back to the expectations for the Gamecocks. Year 1 Shane Beamer, South Carolina finished tied for 4th in the East. Year 2 of Shane Beamer, South Carolina finishes 3rd. In the SEC East, year three for Shane Beamer. No hand and hooker at Tennessee. Is not the goal incredibly clear? Is not the mark of success incredibly clear? Florida's got the island of misfit toys at quarterback. Come, come on, man. Come on. Okay? Castoffs and rejects. Florida's starting the replacements at quarterback and at many other positions, Chris. The goal has got to be nine and three. Second place in the East, New Year's six game. That has got to be the goal. Now, is success a little bit different than that? What is the mark of success? I would consider it a success if he maintains the overachievement from this year. So if a a regular season of eight and four, I would say would be a successful. The goal is second place, nine and three, New Year's six game. Success. Is eight and four or better maintaining this unusual level of play for South Carolina? Will Muschamp had a nine and four year two, had a seven and six year three, couldn't do it, right? Does Shane Beamer have the staying power to maintain that level of play? Um, I think seven and five would be a disappointment, and I think six and six would be a failure, but. As a true sign of how much Shane Beamer has already changed the culture, the expectation, the trajectory. Realize that in year one, six and six was considered a unanimous success. Gamecock fans dancing naked in the street, six and six. Now to year three, six and six would be a cataclysmic, apoplectic failure, right? So are we in agreement? Six and six is a failure, Seven and five is a disappointment. Eight and four is success. Nine and three, second place in the East. New Year's sixth game is the goal. Chris, I'm Tom Cruise in the movie Jerry Maguire. I'm holding the goldfish up in the air and I'm saying, who's coming with me?
1: I, I think you're spot on. I think you're absolutely spot on. I, I think when you look at the the last two games of the regular season, I know it's not a huge sample size, but I think that what you saw, that's what Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells are capable of. And in turn, what the Gamecocks offense and the Gamecocks football team is capable of. Absolutely. And I think you look at the the landscape of the East and, you know, Mississippi State is one of your two teams you draw from the West. You've got them at home as well. And I mean, obviously RIP Mike Leach, we know the unfortunate situation they're having to endure, but, it's a situation they're enduring. Again, you get them at Willie B. Um, of course, and you got Chris, UNC. They're not going
5: to be the same, right? Uh, not of course, be the yeah, same. of course. I'm trying to, be the I'm same. trying
1: to tiptoe around it a little Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, the, but the way specifically to your point, Mark, the East sets up. I mean, Georgia's still Georgia, but they're going to have to have a new quarterback, like you said. Florida's got their own set of issues. Tennessee's got a new quarterback. Kentucky, although he's very highly rated from the portal, he's a new quarterback. And how long can Kentucky? That's my question. How long can they sustain? what they've been doing under Stoops. You got to get the Missouri monkey off your back. I know the game's in Como. You just, you have to beat Eli Drinkwitz. You have to beat Mizzou. And then Vandy's Vandy. So I I think, and then, and then. Well, listen,
5: what you're saying about Vandy is deeply offensive to me uh, because I learned the hard way that Vandy is very much. Good point. well, Vandy might be Vandy, but now Florida's Vandy as well. So, uh, so we have we have taken a, a sizable step back, Chris.
1: Yeah, and, and then to your, you know, and, and then on, lastly, and I and I want to before we get you out of here, Mark, get your your point on this. You got Clem Sucks at home, and, and all of a sudden now you're on a you know a winning streak, or you've won your last game against the arch rival. You got him at Willie B. You've talked about Sucks Now they're coming off the loss in the Orange Bowl, which they did not look good, right? Everybody was singing Cade Klubnick's praises after the ACC title. They look anemic against Tennessee, who a defense, by the way, the Gamecocks hung up 63 on. And I know that the transitive property doesn't always apply, but you've talked a lot about how South Carolina, you feel, and the stats show it, and the on-field results show it. South Carolina's closing the gap, right? And that's the rivalry, something you talk about a lot because, of course, we're in the state of South Carolina, for a lot of people, that is the most important game of the year. You know, before I get you out of here, I'll let you close on this. Your overall thoughts now on the way that the rivalry is inevitably changing, right? The gaps closing in recruiting. sucks. has still got some question marks. You mentioned Dabo Sweeney is not as, uh, not as eager to attack the transfer portal the way that Shane Beamer has. Now all of a sudden you get them at home. If South Carolina gets their second straight win, and that's a game that I think Gamecock fans are going to be expecting to win now. Um, your overall thoughts and just the way that you feel like maybe the rivalry has changed and maybe even shifted at this point,
5: by the way, did you hear the Kirby smart pregame speech?
1: I did. That was a legend. Did you hear I that? I loved
5: it. Loved Can it. you imagine the Dabo Sweeney version of that? What would that sound like? This, <laughs> All right, man. Golly gee willikers. We're about to paddle their fannies out there. Uh, and, uh, we're going to strike down with them. Great vengeance and furious anger by the power of God, you know? Like, what would the Dabo Sweeney (laughs) version of that Kirby Smart speech sound like? Uh, I can't even envision it, Chris Phillips. I can't even envision it. Um, First class for Beamer, ranked number 79, and Clemson is sixth. Second class for Beamer, ranked number 25, and uh, Clemson was 12. Third class, ranked number 16, and Clemson is 10. The gap has gone from 70 to 12 to six okay objects in, uh, memo to clemson fans objects in mirror are closer than they appear okay realize that and acknowledge that and adhere to that because shane beamer's coming he he is coming and that win year two was so far i remember doing over or unders is shane beamer ever going to beat clemson in over or under year six shane beamer will beat clemson who had year two? You had year two, right? I did. You had yep, year we two. We did the one, the, the few, the proud, the Marines. I mean, like you were, you were one of the only people that did it. But, Chris, I have uh, Josh Pate on my show every single week, late kick Josh. And I said to him, I said, is Clemson even the favorite in the game next year at Willie B? And he said, whew, that's a great question. He said, Mark, I'm going to have to plug this into my model, but knowing what I know about the model, let me give you a line. Clemson minus 3.5 you'll take that as a Gamecock fan right like you will take that but I will tell you this Chris yours truly it wouldn't be me Chris if I wasn't calling you on the carpet for something uh on December 15th I declared that Spencer Rattler would be returning to South Carolina a week ago Monday on my show nine days ago you said Spencer Rattler was declaring for the NFL draft I did so uh how you like me now
1: Hey, I, I love you. <laughs> I absolutely love you. Listen, yeah, I was wrong. I mean, I thought there were tons of reasons for him to stay, but uh, I, fell, I fell victim to the to some of the cryptic tweets on social media we saw from some different different people. Juice Wells himself throwing up the NFL podium or whatever. And, uh, hey, I'm ecstatic, to be wrong. Trust me, I'm ecstatic. But, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, man, I think there were just a lot of overwhelming reasons of why, like you mentioned, it made sense. Like, I was talking this morning with, with uh, the Inside the game Gamecocks guys, and, I mean, like you mentioned, Spencer Rattler's not a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. Like, he, he was – this is a guy that was projected at one point he could be a top ten pick. So, I think he realized his own value. He realized his value from the NIL scope, the NFL scope, what he means to South Carolina and what they can achieve with his return. And uh, I'm glad he made the decision, my friend. So, big things on the horizon. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upset. You got anything you want to close with, Mark?
5: Hey, congratulations, Gamecocks, on finding the right coach, on attracting uh, a good coordinators – and Shane Beamer's quest to build something, and I'm beating Clemson way ahead of schedule. I got another true story to tell you. I got, um, you know, you got a lot in our area here in the upstate. 57% of our audience lists Clemson as their favorite team. 24% lists the Gamecocks as their favorite team. The, the last 19% is like a hodgepodge of different teams, Florida, Georgia, Furman among them, right? But there were a lot of Clemson fans I know, Chris, that after that game, the Clemson flag was not out in the yard anymore, okay? Not out in the yard anymore. And I've been ribbing Gamecock fans since I moved here now four years ago. I'm like, look, in the, in the upstate, you got a bunch of Clemson fans wearing an orange and a regalia. I never see anybody wearing guarded and black, and you got a bunch of Gamecock fans hiding in plain sight. When South Carolina beat Clemson, I saw flags coming out of yards, In this area, you guys did that to them well ahead of schedule. Congratulations on a hell of a freaking year, despite the fact that my Florida Gators waxed that ass. But (laughs) congratulations on a hell of a year. Okay, Uh, all the best in 2023 to you and your audience and continued success to you, Chris. And man, the future is so bright in Columbia. You need shades, man. Congratulations. It's been a long time coming. You guys have earned it and I look forward to coming back on with you.
1: Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Mark, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate you, my friend. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week.
5: Y'all have a great day. Take care.
1: Absolutely. That was Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Fantastic stuff from my guy, Mark. Guys, hey, let's jump into a quick break. On the other side, hey, we got another guest, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks. He will join us. That's on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, what's going on? Cut the ad early. We are back because back-to-back guests here on this Wednesday, January 11th. Of course, we're live on location. Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Normally, we have him on on Thursday, but, of course, no TDC tomorrow, so we had to get his thoughts. I went on there this morning inside the Gamecocks with Phil Moulnax and J.C. Sherbert of the big spur he joins us as he does each and every single week jc what's going on my friend how you doing
6: hey can just want to check and make sure you can hear me yeah you i can, can hear, hear you loud and
1: clear my friend Good. Yeah, that's
6: good because hey. i had a little technical issue last week with the new yeah. setup but yeah good to be with you today I had a little bump in the road but i think i finally got everything squared away I, I think the doctor needed to give me the medicine he gave me when i went to the hospital uh, and they didn't for whatever reason, and that didn't work. So, I went back, got the old medicine, and uh, feeling chipper and ready to roll. So, ready to get, ready to rock.
1: Yeah, JC, love to hear it, and I'll start there first things first. It's great to see you in good spirits, good health. And, uh, you know, I, I, we had so many people reaching out to me and, and just reaching out in general about you. So, again, great to see your face and glad you're doing well. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into it, man. What a last, what, 48, 72 hours or so with the big news this week on the Gamecocks football front. You know, it's crazy. South Carolina men's basketball upsets Kentucky last night, and it's not even the lead storyline, man. Lamont Paris has got to be saying, come on, how about some love for us? But, uh, hey, let's change it up. Let's actually start there. Let's give some love to the Courtcocks. Lamont Paris, after getting throttled, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it, throttled, though, on Saturday against Tennessee, you know, I think the Gamecocks had 42 total points against the Volunteers. They had 42 points at halftime against Kentucky. And I know we talked about this this morning, uh, The Kentucky's got their own set of issues, right? John Calipari, and they're about ready to run him out of town. But your just overall thoughts quickly on on uh, South Carolina's big upset win, just the third all-time win at Ruff Arena, and uh, what it maybe means for Lamont Pierce getting his first ever SEC win against Kentucky on the road. Uh, an incredible performance that I think none of us saw coming.
6: Yeah, I think any time, if you compete in this league, in the SEC, in men's basketball, uh, any win at Rupp Arena is sweet. Any Really, any win over the Big Blue uh, is sweet. I mean, they've, they've been the standard bearer in the SEC for a long time. Um, and so going up there, especially after the butt whipping, they toted against Tennessee on Saturday. To turn that around in like two days and go in there and win. I, don't, I, don't, I know Kentucky's struggling. Uh, it's hard for me to care. Just because, hey, <laughs> South Carolina was a struggling bunch too. Uh, but I think we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, it, and if you look, uh, Jamie Brad pointed this on the show just now. And I, I guess I'll admit, I haven't really uh, scouted in advance uh, the basketball schedule, but there's some winnable games coming up. I mean, you know, uh, Carolina's beaten Texas m six times in a row, they come in Saturday. Uh, Ole Miss has not won a conference game. You know, Auburn's going to be tough, but at Florida and at Georgia, a team Carolina's beaten 11 times in a row. uh, You know, you you don't really look at it and and take a big gulp until February 4th and 7th, Arkansas at home and at Missouri back-to-back. But, uh, you know, there's a chance to maybe, you know, get some momentum, win some league games, not finish 14th like everybody said. Um, And and I think, you know – resiliency and hustle you know last night south carolina just simply wanted it more than kentucky Uh, i thought i mean loose ball everything loose balls rebounds uh you know offensively rebounded the ball uh kentucky didn't get a lot going on the inside like i thought they would josh gray i think being in the lineup chris uh helps this team Uh, and that's nothing against uh verdonk bozeman verdonk but I, i just think josh gray brings more to the table athletically uh, he's not going to play perfect uh, basketball, you know uh, but he's only going to get better. Uh, and I thought even though he didn't stuff the stat sheet, you know he had a lot to do with the Gamecock success as well. Um, you know you see young players like Daniel Hankin and Sanford drilling a three in the second half. Uh, and then you know the, the captain obvious thing is, well when Gigi Jackson and Michi Johnson, Michi Johnson especially when those guys have big games, hmm. this team can hang. Uh, And that's when this team has played its best. Uh, You know, Chico Carter as well. He was a little quiet last night. But uh, Gigi Amici, it was the Gigi Amici show. I thought they looked better coached on both sides. Uh, And I think maybe, you know, sometimes, and I've said this a couple times today already, but I I will say it again. When you play a team that Rick Barnes coaches, and we've watched Rick Barnes coach uh, from afar at Texas. Uh, We have watched him coach at Clemson, uh, Providence. You know, Carolina and Rick Barnes have a long history of facing each other. In fact, he'll probably tell you he grew up a South Carolina basketball fan. But when you play his teams, even when they're not overwhelmingly talented, Chris, they will defend you to the – I mean, it's like a Frank Martin team. They're going to defend, 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 defend. Um, And then when you throw in the fact that they're uber-talented this year, uh, and then Carolina has a team that's kind of feeling its way out, first SEC home game, that kind of thing, you know, the 85-42, when you put it in that perspective uh, and GG getting shut out and all that good stuff, you know, that's just kind of a lesson learned. Um, and, and I think it's like, you know, with GG specifically, it's probably like, oh, so that's what it's going to be like. All right, I need to do this and step up. Granted, Kentucky he wasn't playing the type of defense Tennessee, but I don't think they're as good as Tennessee. But, you know, those guys, I think, kind of had to go through a learning experience. Uh, and, and I think there'll be a lot more this year with this team. Uh, but if you, if you really look at it too, you know, from December 22nd on now, the, the loss to East Carolina and Greenville was very disappointing. Uh, South Carolina should not lose to East Carolina in basketball, no matter what, especially the place like the well, where they don't really win. Um, they rallied to beat a pretty good Western Kentucky team. You beat Eastern Michigan with a potential lottery pick going for 36 uh, in a game, I don't think anybody but NBA scouts watched because the Gator Bowl is going on at the time, but they won. Uh, <laughs> overtime loss at Vandy, where you're competitive and had your chances. You got the bump of the road against Tennessee, but then you go right when it rubs. So, you know, the last five games, really, you know, you got three wins uh, over decent teams and a good Kentucky team. I mean, I don't know they're great, but they're good. And then, a you know, an overtime loss at a place that it's tough to play. Uh, so... If you look at that and, and just take those five games, you, you can kind of see some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and now we'll see what they do with it. You know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not making any grand predictions. <laughs> uh, A&M, in fact, the fact that Gamecocks have beaten them six times in a row. Uh, and, and I know Buzz Williams is an excellent coach and a good friend of Frank Martin. So they're going to be coming in South Carolina look for a win. Um, and, and Carolina may lose, but uh, I think that the win over Kentucky, no matter what context it's in, it's special. And then number two, if you look at the overall like last five for this team, you can see the improvement that game with Tennessee, which I just think was a horrible matchup and, and really kind of smacked him in the face, mm-hmm. um, notwithstanding. Yeah. Yeah. You look at this upcoming homestand, uh,
1: JC, really, truly is going to be one of those defining Defining homestands or defining stretches of the season, I think, with, with starting it off with Texas A&M, like you mentioned. Some very winnable games upcoming. But uh, on that note, of Memorial Gymnasium bandy. That, even when South Carolina's been good, that's been a house of horrors. it seems like. But for a lot of teams, well, it's just a weird place. Weird place to play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, incredible win last night. Let's move J.C. to the football side of things, of course, because that is the big news today. Spencer Rattler is officially back. Um you're just overall thoughts, man, and also you get Juice Wells, right? Let, let's not forget. Of course, Juice was a guy I know. JC, you were, you were high on all season long. You know, we talked about this morning. But when when the offense was struggling, and we were talking about you know who's not getting the football that needs to get it, you you kept saying Juice Juice Wells' name over and over and over again, and certainly, he made you look very smart at season's end. But. Uh, just the overall job of Shane Beamer, Dowell Loggins, and the University of South Carolina. Right, we talk NIL, we talk portal. For them to keep those guys around, and of course, keep Spencer Rattler in Columbia. Uh, what a victory it is as we sit here on this Wednesday. What a win for Shane Beamer in this South Carolina football program.
6: Yeah, and it's just huge getting getting both of those guys back. You know, I, I've always thought Juice was special, and um, he proved me right. You know, especially there towards the end. I mean, there were some there were some moments where you go, "Yeah, this guy's really good." But uh, yeah, and then Spencer Rattler, you know, played really good ball. Uh, I, I think he played fine in the Gator Bowl. I think second half when you get one dimensional, I, like like the Gamecocks had to. I don't yeah. care if uh, Tom Brady's your quarterback, you're you're probably going to struggle against a good team like Notre Dame. But uh, you know, Rattler, I, I think you know can play himself into even more uh, financial uh, prosperity. How does that sound? (laughs) Uh, You know, with a good year. Next year, same with Juice. You know, you're talking about, you know, one of if not the best receivers in the SEC coming back, one of if not the best quarterback coming back. I think from a South Carolina expectation standpoint, you know, you're going to look at that. And even that first game, Chris, uh drake mave or Spencer rattler i mean that's kind of a made for tv neutral yeah. site game all of a sudden it's not just uh oh here you go you got to go to charlotte to play north carolina again you know that that game's actually going to be you know one of the bigger match 25 matchup a top 25 yeah. matchup, probably no hitting and uh you know they'll be ready and wanting to beat the game and the Gamecocks will certainly be ready for them so i i I, you know, and hopefully there'll be a big, 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 big crowd in, in Charlotte for, for a change <laughs> from South Carolina. But uh, I uh, – yeah, I, I think it just sets up next year uh, tremendously. You know, look, I, you're going to still there, – there's still some needs in the portal. I do think they'll try to fill. Um, there are question marks. Uh, you know, you, you need more depth, I think, at receiver. There's a big question mark at running back, obviously. Um, but uh, I – I really think that these two, it's as big as it gets. If you'd asked me of the quote unquote big four, you know, Lloyd, Bell, and, and, you know, and I think I did on this show, or maybe another, maybe it was another show, but I thought it was on this one. I did rank the ones uh, that inside the program they felt like were the most likely, the least likely. And Juice and Spencer were always the most likely. You know, they're like, well, we think Lloyd's coming back. He's told us. And then, you know, he takes off in the middle of the night, you know, and just kind of leaves. Uh, and I think Jaheim was always kind of there, I kind of didn't really trust the fact that he said he was coming back. So it played out like that. And I think, quite frankly, these are the two big ones because I, I think you can, at times, you know, you can replace uh, a running back in his production. And I think you can obviously replace a tight end, especially one that you really didn't have an idea how to use. Uh, and he also played back, but uh, you can – Replace that, but you can't replace that experience in Armtown with Spencer Rattler. And you certainly look around the roster and go, How, how the heck are they going to replace 63 catches for, you know, almost a thousand yards, 68 for almost a thousand yards, and all those big plays? Mm-hmm. And so now they're back. They can take another step forward um, and have a complete season uh, together. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be good for them and good for the Gamecocks because, you know, you've already got that thing. Uh, you know, a lot of times on offense, what you want to be is, you know, defensive coordinators to go, okay, what do we have to stop? What do we absolutely have to stop in this one? And you've already got that answered. You know, you got to stop Spencer Rattler from chucking it all over the yard and getting it to Juice Wells. Uh, and nine times out of ten, when you have that, it's that dangerous that causes D coordinators to sweat in their sleep. Um, that ends up opening things up for your other guys. You have a lot of big plays, and then you kind of circle back. I mean, it, it's it's very beneficial to have this sort of quote-unquote battery, I guess, if you want to use a baseball term, returning to South Carolina next year.
1: Now, JC, I, I know the Jaheim Bell situation was unique, but I just wonder, like, when it comes to Marshawn Lloyd and and does it does – it, I don't know, does it almost kind of surprise you that maybe guys like that would dip out before – because I'd have to imagine, like, you would want to play with a Spencer Rattler-Juice-Wells, like – does it kind of surprise you that guys were so eager to hit the portal without knowing what they were going to do first? Because now I'd imagine there's a lot of offensive playmakers that are going to want to come to Columbia and are going to want to play with a Spencer Rattler, who we all know what he's capable of, and if he has the type of year we think he can have, he's going to be a high draft pick or first couple of rounds. And I, I don't know. Maybe this is – you know, guys have their own reasons behind closed doors. I'm sure nobody regrets their decisions, but it just I, – I just wonder – it kind of makes me almost more surprised, I guess I should say, that like a Marshawn Lloyd would be so eager to dip out when it's like you could literally play with this guy again. But, you know, I mean, to each their own, obviously. But I, I don't know. Do you, do you get that feeling at all? or
6: I, You know, I, I don't know if Marshawn Lloyd wishes he would have waited or not. Um, you know, I know part of the narrative around Jordan Burch was he, he didn't think the team was going to be good next year. And part of that reason was he didn't think Rattler and Wells were coming back. But- <laughs> which is kind of amazing to me because, you know, you're, you're their teammate. You should know more than we do about it, but, uh, I guess not. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I look at, you know, Jaheim, I don't know. I just think it was always sort of, uh, one of those things. And, and look, man, Jaheim wasn't the, you know, I I, this is not about his character or anything like that. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think any of these guys have bad character. Uh, but he's a challenge. Even the last staff was like this guy, you've got to coach him really hard, um, you know, to get him in the right position to get fundamentals down uh, on the mental end of the game. And, you know, if you're going to play a lot, if you're, that's what your deal is, you play a lot of different positions. You have to learn a lot of different positions and that's a challenge for somebody, especially given how complex South Carolina's offense was. Um, So I don't, I don't, I'm not blaming him for it. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, there was a lot of frustration there that that I don't think just gets solved because Rattler's coming back or, or whatever. And, you know, he didn't, they didn't really, he and his folks really didn't give Dowell Loggins a chance. So they were just out Marshawn completely different story. I mean, it's kind of a mystery. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, But I I think that some, sometimes guys if they want a fresh start uh, and you can see the ones that like legitimately do, you know they don't run off to Athens or or, or, or wherever they're L.A. You know, <laughs> and uh, and I get it. I mean L.A. is a totally different type of place. The Trojans are on their way up. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where he fits in their you know running back rotation or, or not, but uh, obviously going out there and playing in Lincoln Riley's offense is beneficial. And for Birch, if he wants to go to Oregon, I mean I've buddy I've. I've been to Eugene, man. And a lot of people think it's up near Portland. It's not, it's two hours South on I-5. I think Southwest airlines and if they could ever find everybody's luggage, I'm sure it'd make people feel better. I think go into Eugene now, but man, it's, it's, it's kind of out there. It's a, it's a very, you wouldn't think about it because everybody just thinks it's Nike, they think it's Nike university and it is, but it's, 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 it's not a, not a place like Columbia. So, um, so those guys trying to get a fresh start moving west, I mean, that's kind of what the, the American spirit, the pioneer spirit, so to speak, you know, historically, I, I get that, uh, you know, and, and then but at, at the same time, you know, I, I'd be remiss to say that I wasn't quite surprised about Lloyd just based on what he had said, I felt something told me Birch would get in the portal and I didn't hear it from anybody, he hadn't told anybody. But just kind of reading into some of his comments, he kind of commented like a guy that was going to the NFL. And I was like, well, he's not ready for the NFL. So I, I'd hate it. I'm not sit, trying to say I'm like Nostradamus or anything here, but I, I can't say that it totally shocked me when he got in. And, you know, South Carolina tried to keep him, but, you know, I have a feeling they're going to probably replace him with somebody that's been more productive during their career uh, at the SEC level anyway.
1: Now, JC, moving to the recruiting side of things, uh, Spencer Rattler announces his decision. Nicholas Harbour replies to the tweet with the eyeball emojis. Uh, just, Can you give us any insight, any scoop? Do you think that maybe affects his decision at all? Does it put the Gamecocks in a uh, in better standing to land him? Not necessarily that they needed it, but anything helps. Uh, what's the latest on Nick Harbour and South Carolina's chances to uh, land his services? I guess that decision's coming up in, what, less than a month?
6: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting decision too because it's it's one of those where I think there's a I think, I think there's three narratives. I think there's narratives coming out of the national recruiting end of things to where like oh, there's no way this five star kid picks South Carolina <laughs> over Michigan and LSU, which is fine, I, I get it. Uh, then I think there's a narrative coming out of Maryland that that, that nobody else is out, but South Carolina is, <laughs> which I don't think's true either. Uh, and then there's the truth, <laughs> which is hard to pin down, right? And, and the Gamecocks have never felt like they were out of it. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, NIL with a player like him specifically, because he's probably going to be an Olympic athlete, uh, is important, but not from the way you'd think. I don't think it's just about money. I think it's more about opportunity and things of that nature uh, for he and his family. Academics are going to be very important. Obviously, the University of Michigan has a tremendous uh academic reputation but if you look at football players you know south carolina is really like what second to vandy just about every year academic all the academic rankings in in the sec uh you got the dodie anderson facility there it's one of the best in the country probably the best Uh, so there's a lot academically that, that that would appeal to nick harbor as well so it's going to be interesting i think though with him He's now stating publicly, he's going to play offense, right? He wants to play offense. So that makes him what a pass catcher, you know, ball handler, so to speak. Uh, and I think that anytime you can look and say, well, I got this quarterback who's excellent, who I can play with early. Uh, it's a good thing. Now, JJ McCarthy's coming back to Michigan, I think. As long as, long as Jim Harbaugh does, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I, and he's a special player too. So, uh, same with Jalen Daniels at LSU. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I've, I've never kind of wavered on the fact I, I know South Carolina's in the thick of it. I know what they say internally about it. I, I know they're fired up by getting him. I know the other recruits are recruiting him and they feel good. Um, but you just never know five-star kid, top 10 player in the country, future Olympic athlete, most likely a lot of great options. You, you, you know, sometimes you just lose those guys, but, uh, I do think, Rattler coming back to answer your question. Long way of answered it is, uh, you know, Rattler will help the cause with Nick Harper.
1: Now, JC, I, I feel like there's a bit of a responsibility from folks like you and I in regards to. Setting proper expectations, right, when it comes to each and every single football season. Because if you were on your message boards, right, like pumping up, hey, we're going to go fifteen and zero this year. You (laughs) go eight and four, and it's going to make people feel like that was somehow a disappointment, right? It's it's very important to have proper expectations, set realistic expectations, but it's hard not to give into what is inevitably the hype train around the two thousand twenty three football season. Now with Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells back. I mean, I made the comment late last night that I think the Gamecocks, and you and I talked about it, that all of a sudden now they've gone from fighting for a fringe bowl to maybe even being a dark horse in the SEC East. If you can take down UNC week one, you'll beat Furman week two. You'll be 2-0 and going to Athens. Who's going to be Georgia's quarterback? We have no idea. Georgia's still Georgia, obviously, back-to-back back national champions, but they've got a lot to replace. Um, so when you now – now we know Spencer's back, Juice is back. they are going to be more portal additions. Uh, Nick Harper's got a decision upcoming – your overall thoughts now on year three of Shane Beamer. And I mean, I I think it's one of those things that I even find myself having to reel myself in because, you know, while 10 of the 12 games in the regular season, the offense was abysmal, was anemic, uh, I think most people pin the blame on Marcus Satterfield and you saw the potential and what Rattler and Wells are capable of and they could be one of the best connections in the SEC and maybe even college football. There's still holes to plug, right? Line of scrimmage. You got to figure out your O line. You got to stop the run better. You got to continue and improve at linebacker, and you'll have a retooled secondary. But I mean, there's no getting around it: the expectations and the hype going into this season are going to be at an all-time high.
6: Yeah, and uh, year three of Must made me realize that um, <laughs> you know some of these season predictions. I, you know, because I was like, they went six and seven, and went from three wins to six wins to nine. You have Jake Bentley back, Debo's back healthy. Uh running backs like Dowdle and Williams were back, big offensive line. And what I didn't think about that year, I think I think what I just kind of thought was, oh, Will must champs the coach, they'll be fine on defense. I didn't man, that D-line was bad from the beginning. By the end of the year, they were decimated with injuries seven and six. Um, but hey, you know what? Uh, I didn't know Jake Mintley was gonna have his worst game ever at Kentucky and miss all those open receivers. Uh, you know, A&M was a three-point game. Uh, they blew the lead in the swamp. So there's three wins that they could have had that maybe, you know, there's ten in the regular season in that case. But, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, anytime you have a quarterback in this league uh, at the level of Spencer Rattler, you got a shot, you know, and you got a weapon like Juice Wells, there'll be other weapons. Um, I think South Carolina does need to shore up some spots on defense. Uh, obviously, I think defensive tackle is going to be fine. Uh, you know, obviously I think they need to add some edge or an, an edge. Uh, you got youth there. Uh, linebacker getting Mokaba back is going to be gigantic. And then I think Pup Howard and uh, maybe Jerron Willis will battle out for that other spot. Uh, you got some young players there. And then you're replacing your corners, but you know, Marcellus Dowell's back. O'Donnell Fortune's back. Uh, Emory Floyd's going to be a good player. Anthony Rose is going to be a hell of a player. So, you know, the secondary you kind of feel good about. So, so I think the key is going to be just like any season. you got to stay healthy, right? Uh, and some of these guys have to emerge or you have to add guys from the portal. And, and if you do, and you beat North Carolina in the opener, um, I think, uh, you know, you go to Georgia in week three and, and you shoot your shot. The, the issue with the, the schedule, though, Chris, when it's an even number a year, those years you got to play at Sanford Stadium, Neyland Stadium, Kyle Field, uh, and then Missouri, who just so happens to have beaten Carolina four years in a row. So that's that's a challenging road slate, uh, I think. I like the home schedule quite a bit, and I certainly don't think Gamecock fans should be intimidated by trying to make the game in Charlotte a home game at all. But uh, I, I think that that those even-numbered years, you know, you kind of look at kind it of go, oh, you know, even in our, our – I'm sorry, odd-numbered years because we're going – we're odd is 2023, uh, just like in 2013 you know, 11 and two, your two losses were at Nealon house of horrors and Sanford, you know, and, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of the way the ball bounces. Sometimes those those places are tough to play and you throw Kyle field in there where they've never won, but, uh, you know, Hey, there's a, there's a first time for everything. As we all saw this year, streaks are meant to be broken as we saw this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. I certainly like Carolina's chances. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, to be a dark horse in the, in the sec East uh, compared to a team, which is kind of like, well, you know, maybe we can get back to the Charlotte or maybe Tampa or, or wherever for a bowl. Uh, I think that though, that, that is a big difference in expectations with those two guys coming back. Well, JC, let the countdown
1: begin. My friend, way too early prediction season is officially upon us. Woo. I'll drop mine tomorrow. And we got plenty of way too early top 25 to talk about. And, uh, Again, it's going to be a very – if you thought last year was fun, this offseason is going to be just as much fun, if not more. And SEC media days, how electric's that going to be? Spencer Rattler probably going to accompany Shane Beamer to media
6: days. Mm-hmm. The hype, the buzz, the energy, electricity I, is going to be coming. And it's in Nashville this year, which is a heck of a lot. Better. Phil and I may go and broadcast yeah. from Radio Row, man. We're, we're kicking that idea around. So It, it may be a big party. Love that. J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks,
1: the Big Spur. J.C., always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you being flexible, by the way, with your time. Glad we could knock it out this week. And uh, looking forward to next week, my friend.
6: Awesome, man. We'll talk to you next week, Chris. Take care, bud.
1: Absolutely, brother. Take care. Appreciate it. J.C. Sherbert, Inside the Gamecocks. Guys, appreciate y'all. What an electric conversation. We're going to jump into one final break. On the other side, though, we're going to continue. We're going to take your questions. Your comments and
2: your calls, the final 10 minutes of TDC today. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow.
1: All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow, taking your questions, your comments, your calls. What an electric day. What an electric day. Truly um, appreciate you all tuning in. Phone lines are open. Would love to hear from you for the final 10 minutes. Your thoughts, um, your your reaction to uh, the big news, Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells. They are back. Jeremy Wardell says, what about Jordan Strawn? Yeah, he hasn't announced anything officially, but he did make a comment. Uh, when Sterling Lucas, I believe, got his contract extension and basically said, "like Let's run it back." So, I mean, I think he kind of gave away that he's returning. I would expect Jordan Strawn to return, but uh, yeah. So, nothing official, but I think Jordan Strawn will indeed be back. Hunter Kelly says, "I hope your prediction's us winning the East." You'll find out tomorrow, my friend. You'll find out tomorrow. Um, I'll actually tell you, I've actually already got my predictions set, but I'm gonna save it for tomorrow. We'll have. Uh, plenty of content of course the podcast will drop we'll have a full graphic with my predictions and stuff like that and these I want to say again these are way too early predictions so they are subject to to change like last year I think I had I think I had Clemson as a loss in January of last year I think I had Clemson as a loss and inevitably or eventually changed my prediction to a victory in that final game over the summer when I dropped my official predictions in July so uh 8437903377 again guys on location Carolina Cigars Hilton Head Island South Carolina y'all come on out tonight we'll be out here 7 until smoking stogies, having a good time um really appreciate these guys having me in here hosting me it's a beautiful setup and truly love coming down here and would love to make this really a monthly thing if we can it's just a nice nice switch up nice vibe change and uh, always look forward to hanging out with the guys here so um anyways I appreciate y'all the love the support truly, we got some some special things we're cooking up behind the scenes. I've gotten a lot of questions about merch and everything. I can assure you we are working diligently to get the merchandise out, to get it produced, um, and I think you guys are going to be really excited for what's to come. I, I know you are. It's 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 fire. If you thought what we did last year was special and was cool, the merchandise is leveling up. You see here, I've got the the Made by Jocelyn collab, the R-State shirts, which turned out so, so good. I appreciate Jocelyn. And we learned from that first experience, by the way, in regards to fulfillment and production and the the demand. That will inevitably come as well when we drop these shirts. So, really, really excited. Let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Tommy. To
2: accept press.
1: Tommy, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on.
3: Yeah, I thought it was great news
2: about Spencer Adler coming back and Juice Wells. I think we're going to kill it next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, as Juice Wells said the week of the Georgia State game, right, we're just going to go out there and kill them. So, I <laughs> I think they'll keep that mentality. Um, you know, it's like I was telling J.C., man, I kind of almost have to, like, reel myself in in regards to not getting overzealous or overhyped and understanding and realizing that, hey, like the Georgia Bulldogs still exist. College football is still very random, right, Um, And for 10 of 12 games in the regular season, you know, we struggled offensively. But I will say um, if you can add one more piece at receiver and bolster the depth, if you can find a solution at running back, of course, you need to shore up your line of scrimmage Uh, defense. I think it's a huge, huge year for Clayton White. This is a huge year for the defense Uh, taking the next step. Right. We all spent the entire season talking about the the run defense and how much they struggle. But, you know, when when you get a guy like Spencer Rattler back and, of course, Juice Wells and what that means for your football team and your season. And I I, I certainly wouldn't blame anybody for being uh, ecstatic and elated and excited looking ahead to the season. And, um, yeah, really pumped, man. I, I think the trajectory of your account of football, you couldn't ask for much better than it is right now.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, Beamer will go out and find somebody to run that, that rock. I mm-hmm. on it right now.
1: Yeah, they, they've added some guys. You know, Dontavious Braswell in recruiting. They've added uh, – you know, Mario Anderson from Newberry, maybe he can do something for you. Lavoisier Carroll returns, Juju's back. But, yeah, I think adding one more guy, adding that sort of that sort of uh, surefire RB1 dude you can depend on to give it to 20, 25 times a game, uh, I think would be extremely beneficial. And the portal's open for, what, another eight days or so. And we've, you know, Shane Beamer's shown us he's, he's going to be active, he's going to attack the portal. And I would expect that to to be the case when it comes to the running back position. But, uh yeah, and certainly, again, when you bring Rattler back, I mean, who doesn't want to play with Spencer Rattler? Who doesn't want to be in this offense? Uh, I think you're going to attract some of the top talent the Portals got to offer and and even a Nicholas Harbor, right, that was throwing up the eyeball emojis under Spencer Rattler's tweet. It's, uh, you know, when you're bringing a guy like that back, it's, it's going to excite a lot of people, including top playmakers, that could certainly help you this fall.
2: Yeah, I believe you're right on all that. I'll check out now just – Happy uh, Spencer Rattler's coming back. we got good receivers. Talk to you later.
1: Tommy, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for the call, my friend. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Great stuff from Tommy on the phone lines. Again, guys, we're wide open. Next five minutes, you want to give us your reaction, your thoughts, and, of course, we'll be talking about this all week. Hey, no TDC tomorrow, though. We'll be on the links. Somebody said to let us know about the golf scores. If they're good, we will. If they're not, we'll pretend like it didn't happen. So, <laughs> uh, no. Looking forward to it again. I appreciate the the Carolina Cigars, guys. Um, Looking, it's the weather's much better this time around than when we were here early November. It was rainy, it was nasty. We've got fantastic weather today, tomorrow, and uh, really excited to be here. And again, guys, come on out Carolina Cigars tonight, seven o'clock. Um, all my Low Country Gamecocks. I know we had a couple of you guys show up last time. Would love to see an even big, bigger crowd this time, and it'll be a great time smoking stogies and. Talking Gamecocks, and again, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of exciting things going down, and um, yeah, just really pumped. I mean, how could you not be? How could you not be? Uh, also, again, the basketball team—what a win last night! What a win that was for Lamont Paris. You couldn't have asked for a better first SEC win. Uh, <laughs> did it in style, right? And took advantage of a Kentucky program and team that's that's struggling mightily, but uh, we'll take it. We'll take it absolutely. Where where will John Calipari end up? Who knows? Um, anyways, guys, eight four three 790-3377. Again, be sure to go follow Count of Cigars on Instagram at Carolina underscore cigars. And for all your stogies, be sure to hit them up. Jeff Gullich is over under 50,000 at the spring game. Will it be another night spring game? That'd be cool. I, I mean, hey, listen, I will not I will not doubt Gamecock Nation. If Gamecock Nation, if 50,000 is the number, I think we will hit 50,000. I think it would be very wise of the University of South Carolina to promote, 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 to urge people to show up, and I, why not? Why not? You know what I mean? Why, why why wouldn't people show up and show out? And we'll certainly be there, and it'll be a great time, and um, always fun to get back into Willie B. I, I doubt, you know, not to dampen it. I mean, I doubt Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells will play a ton in the spring game. You might see Rattler get a drive or two, maybe two or three, since it's a new offense with Dowell Loggins, but, you know, realistically, you're not you know, you're, you're not overworking your starters out there. We, we know what, we know what, uh, what Rattler can do. We know what Juice Wells can do. And so you're not going to ask them to do too, too much, but either way, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you got those guys coming back, all of a sudden spring ball is, we're all looking forward to it. And again, college football is nonstop 24, seven, And, uh, let the, let the countdown begin, right? What do we got? 226 days. I think somebody said, so yeah, the countdown's already started. The countdown's already started. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I I just recall last year, last summer, the hype and the expectations and, you know, we had people picking 10 and two, right. Going into last season. And so I think that energy is only going to be amplified this year, um, you know, and I said it last night, and, and I didn't stutter when I said it. That I think South Carolina, you know, with the return of Rattler and Wells, not to say they would have been a bad football team this fall if if those two didn't return, but I think you you truly overnight went from you know a fringe six or seven win type of ball club trying to figure it out at the quarterback position to maybe just maybe potentially a dark horse in the SEC East. Right, And you still got to go to Athens, you got to go to Nealon, you got to go to Kyle Field, as J.C. said earlier. But uh, if we even see 75% of what we saw in those final two weeks of the 2022 regular season, I really believe the sky's the limit. I, I really believe the sky's the limit. And again, as I said earlier, now I think the attention and the pressure really ramps up on Clayton White in that defense to make positive strides, to take a step forward, and to hold up their end of the bargain, because the offense should be good. The offense should be good. I'm not saying it should be elite. I'm not saying we should score 40 a game. But the offense should be good enough to win. It's now up to the defense and stopping the run. And uh, certainly, again, the offense has got to hold up their end of the bargain, not put the defense on the field continuously over and over and over and put them in bad positions. But I think this will be a really, really big year Hey, the pressure's on everybody. Pressure is a privilege. Pressure is a great thing. It means you have high expectations, and certainly we do. Hey, pressure's on dabble Loggins as well. To, uh, to, to get the most because there's no excuse, right? We've seen what these guys are capable of. We've seen what they're capable of, and uh, the pressure will now be on Dowell Loggins and Shane Beamer to, to press all the buttons and to get the most out of Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, that entire group. What a season it'll be if they can do so. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in again. No TDC tomorrow. Come on out. Carry on a cigars tonight, 7 o'clock. We'll be here till whenever. Uh, smoking stogies, having a good time talking Gamecocks again, of course, tomorrow we're on the golf course and a live show, but the podcast will drop. And it's a big one because we're talking way too early predictions already. It's January, Hey, September the 2nd or whatever. Can't get here fast enough. Uh, it's that time of year, way too early predictions. And then, of course we'll be back in the studio on Friday, uh, taking all your questions, comments, and calls as we always do. So guys appreciate you all tuning in in case you missed anything from today's show. Cause it was a big show. I want to say thank you to Mark Ryan and J.C. Sherbert for joining us. You can listen to The Daily Crow via our podcast feed that drops every single day at 3 o'clock after the fact. So, anyways, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all on TDC on Friday.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.